0: Hey, hello and welcome to the show. It's me, JP. It's time for John Park's workshop. We have arrived. It is Thursday uh, and I'm super excited about today's show. It's going to be a bit of a deep dive into some audio cassette tape uh, silliness. And uh, let me pause the little preview there so I don't see an echo of myself. Hey, stop that, me. There we go. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to dive into some cassette stuff. In honor of that, I wore my cool Amulets t-shirt. Amulets is a uh, music artist who does a lot of cool cassette manipulation. Uh, Go look him up. Uh, What else to say? Uh, Thanks for stopping by. If you're over in the YouTube chat, hello. I see you over there, as well as our Discord. And I bring up our Discord, because if you are over on Twitch or one of the other platforms, uh, Facebook, you don't know where the people are, where the chat is. It's happening over on our Discord. It's just to consolidate things, and so that way I don't have seven chat windows going at once. Hi, everyone. Hi, Seagrover. Grover. Uh, so, I apologize in advance, Grover, This Grover. Uh, this episode is gonna drive you bonkers with all of the bad things I'm gonna do to cassette tapes. <laughs> as, a, as an audio engineer type of person, it'll make you shudder, probably. Uh, but all in the name of good fun and science, I think. So uh, what else have we got going on? Uh, I'm excited to have somewhat permanently posted my Sony CRT over there with the video shank nub running the clock, uh, running the vaporwave clock. Uh, I don't know if I'll keep that forever. It's a bit of real estate and also sometimes it's a pain to actually have a clock in your video frame if you want to edit stuff, but I don't know. It's fun, it's cool looking uh what else is happening so we have a jobs board you may have heard of it it's at jobs.adafruit.com and if you head on over there uh you can find people looking for people to hire there's contract freelance full-time internship part-time remote and volunteer work all of those are valid things to post it's free to post you don't need anything other than an email uh, address and an account with adafruit You submit and Lady Ada and Phil take a look and post all the good stuff. So it's vetted uh, and these are all positions that people are looking to hire for. And you can also click up here in the available for hire section. I think I'm not logged in right now. When you're logged in, you can see people's uh, resumes and CVs and other important information about them. So that's at Uh, jobs.adafruit.com. Excuse me, a little something in my throat. I'm gonna grab a sip of water Hi, Johnny Bergdahl <clears throat> over in the YouTube chat. Good evening to you. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Did you know on Tuesdays I've got this show, which is JP's product pick of the week, and on it I like to take a product, slice its price in half, not always, but usually 50% off, show you how it works, do some demos, and let you uh, enjoy it for 15 minutes or so, throw it in your cart, buy it, no coupon code necessary, and get up to 10 of them, And uh, I like to do little demos that I then excerpt down to one minute. So here was uh, this week's product pick. It's that Joy Feather Wing that I love so dearly. And here is my little recap. It is the Joy Feather Wing. This is a PSP style analog joystick. So it's a potentiometer that goes from zero to 1023, zero to 1023 for X and Y axis. And it also has the four abxy buttons it also has a select button at the top this is the original seesaw board a little seesaw chip that is taking care of finding out what's going on on the board in this case collecting the analog input and those five button presses and then sending all that info over i squared c what i decided to do is make a little game console using the featherwing and you can see there it's just connected over i squared c Thumbstick there to rotate the, the little ship and then I can use the B button to thrust, get away, and then I can do the old death blossom, fire off, I think, a maximum of five shots. It is the Joy Featherwing. That's right, it sure is. Uh, How many of you went and got some? I know there's some some cool projects that people have have done out there, some good things to go and check out. I really am interested, I mentioned it, the one where someone put two of them side by side, one flipped like this, and it's exactly the uh, Wii, not Wii, the Nintendo Switch layout with those two little uh, Switch controllers that slide off the sides, the Joy-Cons. Hey, Joy Featherwing, Joy-Con, kinda cool. Uh, And in fact, the Ruiz brothers just did a neat little uh, project using one of our Displays and building a 3D printed switch style ratio uh, controller. So check it out. Uh, What else is going on? Hey, this is a good time to do something I like to do each week. It is the Circuit Python Parsec. All right, I'm back. I disappeared there for a second. Uh, So for the CircuitPython Parsec to do today, let's try that again. For the CircuitPython Parsec today, I want to show how you can use a random integer and a random float with our random library to play some simple tones that equate a sort of bleepy bloopy the computer is thinking type of sound. This is in my series of computers are thinking projects. Uh, So look how simple this code is. First of all, let's do an audio demo. I've got it hooked up and running. I'm just going to enable the speaker. All right, that's probably enough of that. I'll pause that. And so the way we're getting those cool little bleepy sounds is... Importing the board library and simple IO. Simple IO is gonna be used with this simple IO tone, which just requires a frequency and a duration. So you'll notice I don't even need to import time. Then I'm importing two things from the random library, rand range, which we use to uh, set a random range of integers and uniform, which is used to give us a uniform distribution from zero to one of a float or a decimal number. All I do in my main loop, I set the uh, frequency to be a random range. And in this case, I'm using anywhere from 40 hertz to about 1200 hertz. And then the duration is anywhere from 0.2 seconds to 0.125 seconds. Then every time the Simple I.O. tone is called, it plays over the pin A0, analog pin, whatever that frequency and duration are, are and then it repeats that over and over again. So play that again. And you can see here, if I raise the pitch, let's say, we'll get some higher... Now it's going a little bit higher, I can also set some longer durations, let's say half second ones. So now it's hanging out for half a second on some of those tones. And that is how you can use random range and uniform to play some really simple tones using the Simple I.O. Tone library and make your computer think. And that is your circuit Python Parsec. All uh, right, so now I think it's a good time to get into some of the uh, aforementioned cassette tape shenanigans. So first of all, what I want to do is a bit of a gear report on an item, and this is called the Human Controlled Tape Transport. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is it's a uh, really fundamental cassette playback device because all it has is the reed head of a cassette, the amplifier. of the circuit, and then a manual control to turn the little take-up reel on a cassette tape. So I'm going to head over to my workbench, and let me describe this. Uh, There's a lot of stuff you're seeing there. Uh, The item in the center that's silver looks like it's in a stomp box, sort of. This is the human-controlled tape transport right here. Uh, And I'll head over there and make it play. But essentially, I'm going to feed a cassette into it. uh, And you can use a regular cassette or a specially prepared cassette tape loop. I'll show you a bit with both of them. And then as you turn, you're simply moving the tape across the head in an incredibly uh, uneven manner. And you know one of the keys with a cassette playback to sound good is it has to be Uh, locked into a uh, speed that is consistent, otherwise you get variations in frequency. We're gonna get lots of those because this is a manual uh, tape transport. So let me head over there and we'll take a look at, where's the right camera? There it is. And that's the one I'm looking for. All right, let's head over there. Okay, so, What I'll do first is take a cassette, uh, and I will start with about this one right here. Okay, So this is a mix mix cassette my wife made years and years ago. And I'm feeding it into the tape transport. And now the tape itself is touching the reed head that's back here. Um, I don't know if you can see that. There's not a lot of light in there, but you see that silver thing? Actually, let me, let me zoom in, you might be able to. All right, so there you can see, there's the little tape head and this knob here is connected to a little shaft with a sort of rubber end, a little bolt, vinyl bolt protector kind of end. Uh, that is going to go into the take up reel here and then I'll be able to rotate the cassette to drag it across that, uh, that take up. So let me zoom out again a little bit. Okay, so I'll feed this in, uh, and then I have this running into my little blue box uh, mixer here, so we should hear it. Oh, I'm going the wrong way. So you can almost hear a little drum line there and, and some garbled uh, lyrics and things happening. Uh, and actually, let, I'm going to check the chat. Let me know. Uh, I can pull it up on here. Let me know if you uh, can't hear at all uh, the samples that I'm playing over here, the examples that I'm playing, because I want to I wanna make sure you can hear those. So let me open up Discord uh, on my phone here so I can see any chat, and that would be really helpful if you can let me know. Uh, let's see... Do, do, do. Where is our server? There you are. There's live broadcast chat. Okay. Uh, so I'll keep that, keep an eye on that, so let me know. Um, so I'm going to bump up the gain on this a little bit and do that again. Sounds good there. Okay, great. Uh, so you can, of course, add effects to that and stuff. These sound much better with uh, some delays and echoes and bit crushers and things like that attached to them. Uh, but that thing is really cool. Uh, and in fact, I wanted to take a second. Uh, this one is the, uh, the version one of this that came out a number of years ago, and they've uh, moved on to a version two. I just wanted to show that um, since I'm talking about it here. It is by Landscape. FM. You can go to landscapefm.com and the new version is this. Uh, you can see it's got a PCB, uh, fiberglass PCB as the enclosure now and there are a bunch of uh, improvements and add-ons but the main improvement is that there are now two uh, shafts going into both sides so you can go in both directions because the thing with a normal cassette is going backwards on just one of the takeups is just going to create a bunch of slack and 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 cause problems for you so you can't scratch that one with a with a normal cassette um, but anyway this is the this is the new one you can see there it's got it's got a couple knobs on it it also has like some capacitive touch things for kill switch and some other uh, other functionalities which is pretty cool um, if we head back over here I'll show you a little tape loop I made which allows me to uh, go forward and backwards. So this is your typical cassette. Um, take the one out of here. Actually, this is a good one as an example. So you can see uh, with a typical cassette, if I go the wrong way, I'll grab a pencil here, uh, it's just going to create slack. So you can see that little little slack happening there. So you can only go in the one, one direction and it pulls, pulls the tape across uh, from the other reel. So if instead uh, you take apart a cassette, you can make a short little looping section. Uh, so you can see there, I've got this little tape loop I made just by pulling apart a, a part of blank cassette, uh, taking all of that off. So there's, there's the main uh, amount of tape there. And then you can make a little three, four second loop here uh, depending on the playback speed. The trick with these is one, you've got to splice the tape. So you have to use some tape, splicing tape or some uh, some decent scotch tape, if that's what you have. I've never tried Kapton tape, that, but that might work pretty well too. It's pretty sticky and quite flexible and thin. And uh, the other trick with these is the amount of tension. So when a tape head presses against the tape, it pushes it into this little Belt doodad here, <laughs> official term. Uh, you need to make enough contact there so this can't be stretched so tight that this doesn't depress in. It also can't be so loose that the uh, take-up reel there, which is just a little piece of plastic like this. Uh, let me zoom in a little closer and focus better on these things. So... That on its own is quite slippery, Uh, not not a lot of friction there. So you can see on the one I made here, I added a little uh, sort of tire around it. I super glued a rubber band, a thick rubber band, which gave me some grip on the tape, and it also uh, increased the diameter of that a little bit, which I needed. So now you can see, uh, if you look at the tape there, either direction I go, it drags across, which means If you tape something on there, ideally you'll tape something like a drone sound on there uh, to get sort of consistent uh, sound you can pitch and go get variations in both directions without it sounding super weird like voices or drums, but those are fine too. Uh, I have put sort of a droning sound on here that I recorded. Uh, It has gaps in it, which is a problem. You actually don't want gaps in it because you can hit dead spots, but let's... uh, Let's get this going here. And I just want to figure out why this is so quiet. Why are you so quiet? Did I lower my main output volume? Yeah, the gain is way low. So you can see I have these big gaps, which is a bad idea. (laughs) Um, One thing, too, that's a little better, uh, is to mention there's a bit of slack in here. And depending on how well your tape is seated, uh, if it's a little high or a little low as it comes across the the head there, you can uh, get a mix-up of tracks. So a typical cassette has uh, two tracks going, let's see, does this work right now? Yeah. Uh, a typical cassette has st- stereo pair going one direction and a stereo pair going the other direction. So it's actually four tracks on a tape. Uh, when you flip the cassette over, you're, you're playing in forward uh, uh, on the other side. It's actually like this, so. Um, I actually have a little four-track here, uh, four-track cassette recorder that I got back in the 90s, uh, this treats all four tracks as individual tracks. So it's like having a four-track recording uh, set up without having a big reel-to-reel expensive thing. These were pretty cheap. Um, so if we take, for example, uh, what's a good cassette for this? Is there one in here right now? Okay, this I think has my drone on it on one side and some spoken word stuff on the other. Let's see if we, um, if we can hear that. What am I doing? Let me put this in properly. Got distracted here. I just wanted to bring up my Discord again to see if you, you can hear anything. Um, yeah, Thin Man says, sounds good here. So maybe a stepper motor down the road, right? If you want to turn this back into machine controlled, uh add, <laughs> add some sort of uh, motor to it. So here on this one, if I play... So that's the side B stuff or the flip side stuff playing because I've asked tracks three and four to play. If I go uh, and turn the first two tracks on, that's something I recorded in the other direction. So kind of cool that you can grab those other tracks, but it's just to explain that that thin little piece of tape has these four um, sort of sections that are just where it writes to a stereo pair and a stereo pair going into opposing directions. Um, So that's kind of a gear report right there, just with this cool little human-controlled tape transport. Um, I bought that used off of someone on an online forum. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Super cool. What I want to do now is... uh, take this into the realm of a project I wanna work on. And so the project I wanna work on is a variable speed cassette playback using a combination of either manual control, like a potentiometer, um, microcontroller control, so using maybe a digital potentiometer, uh, and then feeding that microcontroller either MIDI or control voltage from a hardware synthesizer so that you can maybe make a little droning loop or something like that, or it could be, could be a full cassette's worth uh, of one pitch, let's say a C, and then depending on your playback speeds, you can pitch it into different, uh, not quite in tune, but maybe depending on how lucky you get uh, frequencies, which is kind of cool. Uh, this is a popular project. You'll see it out there. There's some products made just to do this, and then there's a lot of hacks. Uh, one piece of gear that's really popular for this is this Byron's, statics, I think that's its name, Byron statics cassette. This is like $15 online. They're new, they're, they're newly made. Uh, and they're kind of cool. This has a USB uh, mini for power or two double AA's and it has a radio, AM FM radio built onto it, and then it has a speaker built in, a microphone, so you can record right to it, as well as the playback, forward, reverse, uh, stop, and the record there. You can also record directly from the radio, internal radio onto the tape. So it's got a bunch of features, which is pretty cool. Um, Very cheap, and not a bad place to start with some hacks, because it's so cheap. There are cassette players that are really great for this as far as getting in there really quickly and easily. And that's because there are cassette players that have variable speed playback already built into them. And these kind of fall into two categories really. One is dictation. Machines and it could be cassette sized, could be larger size, but dictation cassettes will have variable speed just so that someone who is transcribing it can slow it down or speed it up uh, after someone has recorded notes into it. And then there are also ones that are made for just adjusting the pitch of music that you're practicing to. Uh, I don't know of any examples other than this one, which is the uh, Ibanez Rock and Play. Stereo cassette player for guitar, RP200. And I think they had another model of this and maybe some other brands did. But even as who makes guitars and amps and things, they made this. Uh, And it's a pretty cool gadget in its uh, own right. I think I've shown it on the show a couple years ago when I got it at a thrift store for, I think, $5 or something like that. But this has, uh, if you can see here, a tape speed control uh, switch lower that a little bit. Uh, So this switches between normal and half speed. And then you have this pitch control, which is a potentiometer that will give you more fine-tuned changes. So if you're, let's say your band is playing it in a certain key, you might be able to practice to it in that key, even if the original wasn't written in that key. And then it also has uh, two guitar uh, or line inputs so you can, or instrument inputs, so you can plug in a guitar and a bass or something like that, hear them in your headphones along with the, the tape, mix between those. It's got a little three-channel mixer there. And it even has uh, two headphone outs, so two people can be using it. They thought of everything. And it also has some effects on the uh, inputs, so you can add a chorus or a chorus and a distortion, which is pretty wild. So what I wanna do is I'll put in uh, my little droning cassette is that the one I want No, I want this one here move this out of the way a little bit and zoom out Uh, so this is just on battery power right now so I'll take uh, that and I pulled the door off just to make it easier to see what's going on and I'm gonna take one of the headphone outs And go into my little mixer there. So set it like this. Okay, so this is a little droning synth thing I recorded. So you can see here, this is just using this pitch control. You can see there if we aren't sliding between those pitches, and instead if we could jump there, I was just trying to jump really quickly between some uh, some settings. You could play it like uh, sort of Mellotron, which is a, a, an old keyboard that had essentially a tape loop per key. Uh, So getting rid of that sort of sliding thing, that would be the idea behind using something like a digital potentiometer where you could just go directly to a different resistance level for the speed controller on the motor uh, and get it to play back uh, the way you want it to without all that slide. Uh, This one does have that um, full half speed playback. So I'll go back to normal. So that's half speed. All right, so that's the idea. That's what we wanna try to replicate. Instead of, this is just a lucky find. Uh, they don't really make these anymore. I had to replace uh, the main belt in it. It had just turned to goo, which is kind of the problem. If you want to get used uh, Walkman uh, generic term I'll use it as, on eBay or or other places. uh, It's not a bad idea to look for ones that say they are tested and works, because if not, you will have a job ahead of you of getting inside. Sometimes it's a pain to get where you need to get. Uh, Sometimes you have to take a lot of things apart to get a new belt on there. You also have to buy a pack of cassette belts. You you don't want to try to use uh, hair bands or rubber bands or anything. you got to kind of get the right right stuff. Uh, Rubber bands will, again, just kind of give you trouble and stretch and turn into goo again. So rather than that, the idea is uh, start from this one. Even though this one wasn't built to do any of the uh, speed control, uh, it is possible to add different resistance levels to the the DC motor to get some primitive control. So um, let's first of all just plug this one in and check out how it sounds. Uh, I guess I'll steal. Is that the one I want? Oh, this red one, okay. I'll steal this one here, and I'm gonna plug that into phones. So let's just test this one out. Uh, we can put our same, actually let's take this little tape loop I made so you can hear it better what it actually, actually does. Uh, we'll see how well that works. Okay, some, Players won't like a tape loop. I'm going to flip it over. Sometimes that fixes it. Uh, it senses a, a problem with the tension and it stops, so it doesn't eat your tape. Let's try it this way. Okay, yeah, it's not. This one's not going to like, like this loop. Um, it might be possible to overcome that, but I'll use a regular cassette, which is this one here. <laughs> adjust the amount of gain and volume I'm giving it in the first place. Okay, Uh, so there it is in normal operation. We'll go ahead and rewind. Okay, good. So now let's take it apart and have a look. Uh, And I went, I just got inside of here a little bit earlier to take a look and see if I could find, uh, based on some projects I looked up online, this one's really popular. You'll, you'll see people selling them on Etsy, already modified. You'll see uh, some some uh, nice close-up photos of mods people have done already, and I'll show you a few of those in a second. Uh, what, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and pull out my batteries first, and then there's just four screws on here and a little uh, pair of latches to overcome with a little spudger or guitar pick kind of thing. So I've already, I've only put two of these screws back in. So I'll go ahead and take those out and let me go ahead and zoom in here. Should do. Uh, yeah, C. Grover said in the chat, sometimes both hubs need to turn. Otherwise it thinks it's at the end of the tape. That's a good point. And I I have not done much uh, cassette loop building. Some people I know do it with a pair of uh, rollers or uh, take-up hubs still in there, whatever their name is. Uh, I think that may help. All right, so to get this apart, it kind of hinges off of here a little bit, but there is uh, a pair of clips to defeat down at the bottom here. So I'm just going to take this little guy and click past one, click past the other. Now it's loose enough to lift up and over the little volume knob there that it was caught on. All right. So now that we're inside, let me see, can I get any closer? There we go, that's about as close as I can get. Uh, we can put some batteries back in it. And yeah, one of the wild things about this is such a coming together of modern and ancient where you've got a USB micro in here for power, and I'm assuming some little voltage regulator here uh, to convert the five volts down to three that it runs off of. And uh, so just looking at one of the guides I saw online, um, I'll, yeah, I'll let this play. I might actually go forward to some of the voice playback uh, that'll be easier to hear it in. So let me, let me fast forward this a couple minutes. I just recorded a couple minutes of that drone on there. So this will be a spoken word uh, audiobook kind of thing. <laughs> a little further. This is not a fast, The fast forward and rewind are not super fast on that compared to my little task cam here. Some more. Fact is, Amos said, everything's changing. Used to be in the old days. The media image roughly okay. corresponded to reality. But now it's all reversed. The media image is. So there's a ground here and a existing resistor on the motor. Back excitement. So now day to day life is false and the media image is true. Sometimes I look around my living room. And the most real thing in the room is the television. It's bright and vivid. The rest of my life looks drag. There we go. Oh, sorry, my head was in the so way. I turn the damn thing off. That does it every time. Get my life back. Faithy continued to pet the dog. She saw a headlights in the darkening night, swinging around the corner and come up the street toward them. She got to her feet, walked to the curb. Well. Okay. So uh, that is. Hi, said. Uh sort of the basic foundation of figuring out, okay, where are we going to go in and connect up to um, be able to adjust this motor control? You could do it by following the motor and seeing where it's uh, plugged in. I didn't have to. Someone had done this exact one already, so I, I didn't need to explore, but you could also approach it kind of like circuit bending where you find a ground and then just start prodding around, bypassing resistors and or changing the resistance value uh, to see what happens. So. Uh, That's a start, what I think I'm gonna use uh, to do it is our little linear digital potentiometer. Uh, And in fact, this is a good time to show you, uh, this was a project that Liz showed me uh, that she found online. And it is this one from Guy DuPont, you can see, it looks a little familiar. Uh, and what he did is really neat. Uh, grabbed the voltage off of the USB, so I think it's still powering the cassette player from USB power and powering maybe even data uh, to the little cutie pie in here, which is great. And there's that uh, Dallas Semiconductor 3502 I squared C potentiometer, so that is connected up to those points, ground, and then the two. Um, uh, there's, there's the wiper, ground, and, and voltage, I'm presuming. And then digitally changing that position of that wiper uh, to adjust the uh, the motor speed. So that, uh, you can check that out just on Twitter, Guy Dupont, G-V-Y underscore D-V-P-O-N-T. Uh, has some info about that. If you also look around, I mentioned uh, Amulets. This is amuletsmusic.com, and there's a lot of great uh, info about cassette tape manipulation, uh, making your own uh, tape loops, and so on. And I saw here, this is someone on Etsy who's just taking these and adding a little manual speed controller or uh, control voltage input, which uh, is pretty cool, dual CV and line-ins, a bunch of options you can get on those uh, that are built into it. And... Here's an example of someone making a full Eurorack module based on a cassette transport that's been uh, built into this little panel. It has control voltage and gate, I think, in. It has a a speed controller on the front of it and a couple other things. So if you you Google around, there's a lot of really neat um, projects that are out there using uh, cassette players as well as that particular uh, inexpensive one, which is pretty cool. Uh, So let's see. What else? I think uh, the plan with this will be next steps will be I'm going to take my uh, where did I put it? Take my little digital potentiometer and uh, a cutie pie, which work great together, um, and start. Coding that to be able to just do some sweeps back and forth to change, change the timing uh, or change the, the playback of the, the motor speed. And then look at doing some MIDI input. So it'd be kind of cool to send MIDI notes to the QDPI over USB, which it then converts to different values for that potentiometer so that it plays back at different speeds. Um, and then I think a, it's actually easier to set up something like MIDI then it would be the control voltage, because a control voltage coming off of something like Eurorack can be anywhere from negative to positive 10 volts. Uh, so there's a little bit more circuitry needed to bring that in and then convert that to resistance values of the digital potentiometer, but it's totally doable. Um, I'm not sure about gates, often a gate impulse could be used, you could use that maybe to just do a full stop or some kind of a muting. Uh, of the player, so it might be neat to have both gate and control voltage um, in there. So let's see, any questions or thoughts over in the chat, let me know. Um, People are are referencing the Beatles with with the uh, cassette playback and and backward masking and all that, for sure. Uh, And let's see, I also wanna mention I will be out next week, returning the following week, so I wanted to give you a preview of this. Lamore and Liz and I just talked about this yesterday. So uh, the fact that that little teal colored cassette came in less than 24 hours is kind of amazing, kind of scary. Uh, But obviously I've got a lot of other tape stuff to goof around with, but I'm looking forward to trying to modify that one in specific because it's nice to be able to recommend something do a project guide where people can actually go and get this thing, which may have a bunch of different names. I'm not sure. Sometimes you'll find products that are made in one factory and get a bunch of different names put on them. But uh, that one, I'm not sure. That one may may just be one manufacturer. Uh, And Liz and I will be collaborating on that. So uh, also look out for some cool... Other cassette players, Liz has a has a neat one she just ordered that she's looking forward to showing off. I can only imagine she's going to add some colorful LEDs to it, which will be cool. And I may pick up one of the GE, uh, there's a General Electric GE um, sort of Walkman with speed control built in that's really popular, very available. The Sony ones that are super nice, but less available or more expensive, but you can for 10, 15, $20, get uh, some of these super popular GE ones and just look for one that works or be prepared to, to swap out belts. Uh, I think that is everything I wanted to uh, show you and bring up and get started today. So look forward to um, follow up on this in a couple of weeks. And I think that's gonna do it for today. So uh, again, thank you everyone for stopping by. Uh, that's gonna do it. Thank you for Adafruit Industries, I'm John Park. This has been John Park's workshop. Yes, uh, sorry, Thin Man, no show on Tuesday next week, no show on Thursday for me. So there will not be a uh, product pick of the week on Tuesday and there will not be a uh, workshop on Thursday. I will be out the full week. Uh, So thanks everyone for stopping by. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.